You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. What's up? Let's talk growing the dank, Scotty. It's Monday, and man, we are packed full today. I think you have like 18 or 19 questions. See if I can guide you through the gauntlet of growth. Yeah, talk. thank you for that. I mean, what do we have? Five or six last week, and we asked for a few more questions, and pow, the DGC never disappoints. Yeah, thank you. You guys came through almost too hard. We'll see what That's we a, can do. I'm going to take that back. Have- the DGC always impresses. <laughs> we might have to have like an intermission, like when you're at the drive-in and shit like that. Something, you know, so you guys can all take a break, go get a refreshment, to, you know, have a toke, whatever. But uh, if you don't know, we're going to get through all this today. We're going to talk about everything from beginning grow to advanced hydro. I mean, not really so much. We used to talk way more hydro if you listen to the earlier episodes, I think. But, man, it's phasing out a little bit. A little bit. Not a ton. You see it more in Cali, I think you said, when you went out there, Scotty. Right. Why shouldn't I be able to do better than Mother Nature, man? I have technology. <laughs> Fair I have enough. All this plastic, man. I can win. I will give a uh, executive producer uh, real quick here. I don't say real quick, but Paul from Mary Glass Works. He's going to actually be out here visiting Scotty. I put it on the calendar for you. All right. To go hang out. He said he's going to bring a piece of glass uh, to give away to the DGC. So we're going to figure out. Uh, Something with that. And then don't forget, guys, this Wednesday, well, before I get off subject, thank you, Paul. Executive producer, episode 287, and looking forward to hanging with you and your wife. I think she's coming out and doing something fun. Hell yeah, man. Paul made us those nectar collectors, which are something that's like one of the best ways to smoke wax, man. And I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, <clears throat> of course, there's nothing like a rig, but those nectar collectors are awesome, man. So thank he you He sent so a video on how to use it, too, in case you had any confusion. I Because it was an interesting oh, My friends like, knew just what to do with it. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, what Nectar Collector? That's the name you're giving it, huh? That's what, yeah, that's what it is, I believe. Now, why that's would you the call name it that? Gave this, it. It's like basically you get the, that end hot and put it down on wherever your, you know, your shatter's sitting on. And just, right, and that residual heat just vaporizes. This is true. I might have to give it a go after seeing that video. But thanks, Paul, uh, for being the executive producer and hanging out. So primetime supporters today, of course, we have uh, Grow Talks. So I usually like to throw way, way to Grow out here in Colorado. Way to Grow has seven locations. And before I sound too much like a professional ad, I'll say they're going to kick ass this month, guys. Lighting from Hortolux is going to be hell of a deal. So I don't, I don't think the price is out just yet. It comes out probably the 1st of September. But I think they'll probably have the blue 600 watts and 1,000 watts, and then the HPS is 600 watt and 1,000 watts. But this is a good time to stock up on those 600 watt uh, wattage bulbs if that's what you're running. And Tyler from Hortolux will be on soon as well, 
because I believe he has a saying where HID HPS lighting is still the most efficient lighting out there. And I always got to scratch my head when he says that shit. I got like, you got to come and break that down again. I don't get it. Is it he's so, the most efficient lighting is what he's saying? I don't quote me. In my non-scientific view, don't quote me. He, but he has an argument there that's pretty interesting. But more than that, maybe he wants cost to- efficient. You know what I mean? Maybe something like that. Maybe, uh, you know, as far as dollars to run. Maybe you know, maybe they can make that argument. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to ask them because uh, they got some badass lighting. That's for sure. I wouldn't yeah. doubt it. Like a lot of guys use four hundreds. Think about like a, think about those three fifteens. Or I think they have a three seventy five. You know, ceramic. Um, that's a pretty efficient light, man. For getting for what you're getting for three hundred and fifteen or three hundred seventy five watts. That's uh, that's pretty fucking efficient, man. You get a lot of bang for the buck from it. So. But I just always, I always thought, and I might be wrong, but I always thought that LED were just fundamentally more efficient. But probably not. It's all matters on the componentry. It all depends on who you work for, man. Just kidding. <laughs> hey, but, it's uh, all a matter of perspective, brah. <laughs> so enjoy if you guys are Colorado growers. Use Dude Grows. Even if you don't need any lights, go in there and use Dude Grows account a couple times, man. Give us some love that way and uh, help out the show. Yes. So, Let's hey, man, when's here. the uh, guy you with the, the four-season grow walls? When are we going to get him on? Because uh, uh, I want some of those. We are recording with Jim on Wednesday. He says he's got some interesting shit. I don't know if that'll be on that show or not, but right. he's definitely coming on soon. We are doing better, actually. I do have Grow Mao. Line, sorry, D, dear God, slap me virtually. Grow <laughs> Mouse. Back it up. Don't edit it, Scotty. Just keep it real. Uh, coming on as well and uh we got who else man we're gonna have mike from mammoth p and we're just trying to up it you guys you know we do agree we wanted some more guests uh so you don't hear just me and scotty and most of the time it provides for good entertainment and knowledge sometimes not but most of the time (laughs) we try our best man most of the time at the end of it i've learned something all right, well, we're going to try and get through this Grow Talk, Scotty. So let's hit up a couple here before we take a break or do anything else or give any more shout-outs. So let's go with number one on the Bloom. What does it say here? Bloom CalMag. If you guys want to submit your own grower questions, dudegrows.com, right on the homepage. You can scroll down and just submit your question. Even if you're not a member, even if I believe you don't even need to be a user, that means you've just like joined without being a member, etc. Get your questions over there. But always appreciated to you members. So this is revisited, Scotty. Remember we had that question, CalMag without nitrogen, and we had uh, some questions on Canna A and B, and he w- he was using actually the Canna Aqua, right? He's in Canna Cocoa, but it's a recirculating system. Got so it. he's like, well, heck, I'll, I'll use the Canna Aqua. And we didn't really have um, exactly, you know, the answers that, uh, well, some of them. But, I, I, you know, shout it out to the rep. Chet chimed in, so I just wanted to revisit this. And this is from uh, Chet Canna. He goes, the issue with this is that, Cocoa, and remember, guys, this, the situation, if you didn't hear last week's show, this grower is in can of cocoa in a recirculating system using can of aqua. Um, and he goes, the issue is that can of oak, oco, nice, I'm reading backwards, or oak, oak, can of cocoa A and B is the line that should be used with can of cocoa, despite it being in a recirculating system. Aqua is for recirculating systems that have inert medias. That would be like rock wool, grow stones, hydrogen, or aeroponics. Aha, uh-huh, so uh, the, they got to put more in that. Yeah, so the potassium levels are too high for this person. Therefore, he's probably getting a potassium burn and CalMag deficiency. Yep, if he I was prefers, bring that up, man. Yeah, if he prefers the method, flood and drain, then he needs to change the media. If he prefers the media cocoa in this case, then he needs to change the base nutrient to cocoa. So, and lastly, if he, if he does go to the method of using cocoa A and B, 
with Coco Media, then we would prefer that he uses a drip system that runs to waste. So this is how we've always said Canna sets up things from the beginning, guys. They have their specific programs that are going to give you success, but run it the way they want you to run it. I mean, if you're running a can of cocoa, run it drained to waste. And I like how he says a drip system because I chase the hell out of that shit, man. And I know you're going to say Hempy's going to slap you, but... As far as watering, guys, I mean, sure. it's, it's really, I'm about to hook up hopefully a pretty dope irrigation system in between grows here and uh, really make my life easier. But I appreciate Chet chiming in. Uh, yeah, it's definitely cool, man. Yeah, Chet definitely listens to the show. Aren't we supposed to get him on soon? Yeah, I know. Yeah, Scotty's still running a little crazy people with uh, getting settling in at his new location. And I didn't know if you saw, yeah, Chet, we're going to be hanging in studio in uh, Fort Collins studio. So if you guys have any can of questions, that's going to be coming up soon within about 10 days. Uh, get your can of questions in and we will get them answered for sure. Hell yeah. I'm going to beat them up for some, uh, some free prizes or some prizes for the Nug Vault. Yeah, I like that. You know, the number one people probably like to get out that we could have people add to the regimen would be that boost, man. Hey, since Keep I'm going to see Jet in 10 days, I just want to make it clear I'm not going to beat him up. Yeah, there you go. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Jet's a big man. Yes. He is gorilla, gorilla-like in a nice way. <laughs> Don't take it personally. All right. <laughs> this one's pretty good, man. This is a head-scratcher with the uh, out-dough. He says out-dough. Hey, real quick, I just, hang on. Yeah. Before we move to the next one, I'm so sorry. But we do have to, let's make that really clear. You can screw up and get what looks like a, a, a CalMag deficiency from using too much um, uh, potassium uh, during in the beginning of flower usually is when it happens. So be careful of that. It's definitely something that happens and it's a really easy mis- misdiagnosis. So just something to think about. Definitely. Good tip. Look at these pictures, Scotty, on this next post while I read. And I'll tell you guys, as I tell Scotty to check these pictures out, soon enough on the live show, if you are a member, get it, not live, sorry, recorded video show. Um, <laughs> we might throw some live ones in there. Who knows? We're just going to start playing with stuff. But we actually have studio days planned out here. And uh, I know you've heard it before. You can call BS. But there will be a video version for members. And you'll be able to see these posts. You'll be able to see the pictures as we're talking about them and such forth. So I know some people don't really care. They listen on their drive or while they're you know working in their garden. But wanted to give an option to you members. So we're at least getting one. Soon enough, probably all of them out in video uh, to the members if they'd like. Yeah, so absolutely. I don't think that member. We broke over 200 members, which is not a, not a crazy amount. But we're just steady climbing. As we add value, we expect members to show up. And they are. And uh, yeah, it's really cool, man. So I appreciate it, and we are definitely making some uh, some good media for all y'all. At least I think I think so myself. Giving it a try, anyhow. So there's a head scratcher with the outdoor outdoor grow. This is uh, says sup, dude, Scotty, and the DGC. This is Dot Mike coming back at you. All right, ah. until he's been listening. I've been staying pretty busy here in southern Oregon, driving a garbage truck for a living, and running the outdoor med crop is my main hobby. Oh, man, we got to get this guy on. I want to know how many times he just smells weed when throwing the garbage out. You know, like (laughs) my garbage truck, man, me and him, we just look at each other, we nod, we know. He's probably, like, not often enough. (laughs) I know he knows. A good flick for you. I think it's called Men at Work. You know, back in the day, isn't that Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez or something? As I trash do. Man? I do. Man. Exactly. Did you know they're brothers, right. dude. <laughs> Oregon driving. Uh, blah, blah blah. I just said that things are looking pretty good, for except one of the ladies. 
The other day I noticed one of the plants had three or four pretty decent sized bottom branches that looked borderline dead. All the leaves on these branches were completely wilted and started to dry up. See the pics below. The only time I've seen the branches look like this is if they were snapped by the wind or lack of trellis support or broke somehow. I went ahead and cut the sickly looking branches off as I couldn't see a scenario of them recovering. I'm sort of at a loss to why this would happen to only a few branches. I didn't think the branches um, where they connected to is why this would happen to only a few branches. Oh, wait, sorry. I didn't think the branches where they were connected to the main stalk seemed broken. As far as the rest of the plant, none of the other branches look like that, but the plant did seem pretty lime green compared to the rest of the plants and seemed to be a little thinner in structure overall. So he's got good new growth, he said, looks good. He's in big-ass smart pots, 200-gallon um, smart pots. Started the plant back in June outdoors. So you're growing beasts. And he said he's been fighting some bugs on and off, fungus gnats, spider mites. He's kept them back. Um, his nutrient regimen seems good. Botanicare grow. Had a spider mite, or Botanicare, um, sorry, and some other things, Calmeg, fish and kelp, silica, top dressing of organics. And, of course, a recharge. And that, that, that's, I like that. I don't know where I come up with that. Recharge. What type of, uh, <laughs> I don't know what type of uh, accent that is. It sounds like North Dakota to me, man. <laughs> the only other issue um, he's had in the grow is the bugs. So we're basically, long, you know, and just summing, in summing up, um, he wanted to know if the potential problem with those few branches that got completely dead, they look like they're totally dry guys and dead, um, would be a potential problem of salt buildup. Or would that wreak havoc on a few branches or is it a watering issue? And what do you think, man? I've seen outdoor and indoor, but probably outdoor more a couple times on one of my plants. Like a couple lower plants. I remember they just straight got, like, I don't, like the plant rejected them. I'm like, what happened there? And I just looked at the rest of my plant, DOT Mike, and it was like 85 to 90% beautiful. It's like, ah, eh, all is well. We'll just cut these off. And I, you know, I, on with my day. I don't know, man. What do you think, Scotty? Those obviously look like crap. Like they're completely like, look like they're out of water. Um, but they're lower branches, too. I'd be more concerned with the primary branch. Yeah, but, I mean, they're deader than shit. It looks like somebody sprayed Roundup <laughs> on them, man. Yeah, they don't look good. I mean, indoors in hydro, I've seen like, there's a type of viral thing that can happen to plants where I've seen, like, this part of the This is a root uptake thing, I think, no? I don't know, man. Like I said, it's really, it's really, when you look at the very bottom, almost the very bottom picture, this one of these branches, guys, that's like completely dead is probably the branch that is the lowest, absolute lowest on a plant this size. Like it's it's almost to the, I'm um, looking four inches off the soil level. So this is like the lowest of the lower branches, right? So I'm thinking out in, anybody knows, chime in, but out in nature, you know, if you're going to find dead branches on a plant, where are you going to find them at? And the rest of it's healthy. Down low. Right. I think this is such a big plant. You know, it's a 200-gallon smart pot. It's using so much energy to take care of everything else. Maybe it's just like, Take a look branches. at the top, though, man. The top, that top picture. Yeah, that it looks a little off with the foliage color. Yeah, the foliage color's off. There's a lot of yellow going on in there. And then those twisted leaves have me wondering what's going on as well. Well, you mean on the right-hand side of the picture? I think that's one of the shitty branches. I don't know. But... I, maybe and he said it was just this plant. So maybe what's up this with it? plant? Is, are we letting it dry out? I mean, a lot of times you can get problems when uh, when you keep a plant wet. I know he's talking about. Uh, yeah, he said he's in the comments. Some, uh, some watering. Uh, yeah, under shade said it looked underwatered by the color of their soil. And Dot Mike said I was just I took these pictures just before watering, and he's been trying to let things dry up a little bit before each watering because of the fungus gnat issue. Uh huh. 
So make sure on that fungus net issue you're getting on it with, since you're outdoors, man, I would just either use, if you don't have access to a liquid bacillus thuringiensis product, just go get that uh, mosquito dunks and break them up or the mosquito bits. I just ordered some on Amazon, like a whole gallon of them for seven bucks or something. And that will help suppress them. It might not completely beat them. But, okay, yeah, good point. Make sure it's watered enough. Maybe this plant out of your group is a different strain that needs more food. And since it was getting pretty hungry all around the rest of the plant, it decided to use its resources from those oh, lower no. branches. I yeah, I mean, that that is true. I mean, things you know, do, they not, do translocate. You know, that's the cool thing about, about plants. It'll, it'll move, new, you know, things like nitrogen, uh, yeah, from one part of the plant to the other. But, man, I, this looks like a, you know, like a... Like a root pathogen or something like that to me. Like the third one down, it just looks like that plant's just dying. You know, like like pythium or what do you call it? Pythium, pythium. I only read it. I never say it. Yeah, that could be. Uh, let us know, man. What percent, if, if it was just these branches and a few days have passed now, nothing else is dying on the plant. Yeah, like that's what I'm curious. Looks- if it's, a, if it's a, some kind of a pathogen, it should continue to get worse, unfortunately. Yeah, and if you removed them and everything else is starting to look better and maybe you realize this plant needs more food and then you have no more die-off at all, just say that that's you're good now. Um, if more were to keep dying off, I agree with Scotty, is some type of viral issue in your root zone potentially. And bugs can um, cause that too. That's why you know things like fungus gnats that aren't really too dangerous to the plant are dangerous. You know, They don't cause too much damage to the plant, but they're dangerous because they just bring disease. Yeah, and you know, typically if your fungus gnats are causing an issue with your plant to the point you're going to see it visually on the foliage, you're going to have so many, you're going to be, when you water, like so many are going to fly out, you're going to be batting them away from your face and shit. Like you are going to have a lot. Right, right. The plants can remarkably handle quite a bit of an abuse from the fungus gnats, but um, he's using recharge, so I mean, I think his, his regimen sounds good. Uh, so let us know, man. Let us know if any more died off, go from there and figure it out. So... Yeah, we might need to have to study this one a little bit deeper, you know? Yes, that's what I'm saying. All right, man, let's hit up. Uh, what do we got next? What do we got next? Doom, doom, doom. Head scratcher? We did the head scratcher. Let's you do one more. You did the scratcher, Cushman. man. I believe that from what I got is Kyle Cushman said, what? He said, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kyle Cushman said, this is uh, from Hugwolf. Happy Monday. Hashy hosts. All right. <laughs> do like Hugwolf, man. Smart kid. Hugwolf here with a quick question. Uh, it looks at this picture of Kyle Cushman, like holding, he's like posing hard with his high times, the little medical cup thing. I love it. Hey, man. Uh, some people have publicists, other people do not. All right. If I had I a publicist, the- they, they would fix my hair. First thing. <laughs> I was listening to the Grow Show out with Kyle Cushman recently, and he said the plants are not considered flowering until a week after switching the lights to 1212. Along with this, he says to wait a week after switching the lights to your flowering schedule um, to go to flower feeding. How does everyone feel about this? Thanks for the info. Hug Wolf. How do you feel about that, Scotty? Like, yeah, I'm going to argue with Kyle Cushman, all right? The guy knows where I live, man. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds about right. They always have that transition period. You know, granted, I'm on Canada when I use salts. I'm using the same all the way. So the can of cocoa, I'm just equal parts A and B. But uh, yeah, 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 but I don't know. I mean, there's a plant's still using nitrogen that first week. You know, it's still using nitrogen the second, third and fourth. That's what I mean. It's it's still growing. I don't know about the, you know, by the fourth week, it's starting to taper. But the first couple weeks that plant's growing, you know, and I guess I I do understand where you if you cut 
you know, that's what you're trying to change the nutrients and keep them, I think, nutritively, if that's a word, you can keep them from shooting, stretching towards the lights. You can minimize the stretch. But um, I don't think there's any, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I think what he's trying to get you to do is to not cut your nitrogen out too early so that at the end of flowering, your plants are starved for nitrogen. Yeah, most feed charts, if you're using, you know, a nutrient company that has a feed chart, follow it. Most of them are done fairly well. They, t- they typically don't cut out the nitrogen. They have a transition period. Um, and I, I'm using, you know, a little bit of nitrogen to some form all the way. I don't even know if it's ever cut out 100%. Very low, at, you know, prime flowering. But, uh, and I agree. I, I, you don't look at a plant that's a week into bloom and go, oh, yeah, that's a bloom. That's a flowering plant there. It usually takes two weeks to really start to note, like, without inspecting, like, really start to notice hairs coming on and shit like that and your flowers starting to form. Yep. And so. the more, the longer a flower and it's going, the more you want to give it some nitrogen. You know, if it's a 10-week flowering plant, I, would get, I, I wouldn't cut the nitrogen out at week one. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a... <laughs> give a shout out to a uh, supporter here can fans guys just because man we're giving a can fan away on uh, wednesday the four inch high output for the can fan memes most likes i believe between um instagram and dudegrows.com over there if you want to check out the memes just go over to dudegrows.com and you scroll down and you'll see on the left uh win contest slash memes i believe and there's some funny shit. So if you just have a minute, maybe while you're token a bowl and you want to laugh, you get a good guarantee there. Love it. All right. There. That being said, let's yeah, let's roll to a break, man. We'll be back. Plenty of more grow talk. You guys go over to dudegrows.com and check everything out. Appreciate it. That bud look what? Shit looks good. Shit's danker than a motherfucker. That shit look good. I mean, how's the smell? How's it taste? Is it grown right? It's grown straight up with recharge, homie. She. Look, listen, grower, tell your crew I'm looking for one of them bad-ass purple buds. No doubt. The recharge buds. But if it ain't all that, you know if it ain't up to what the dude is Scotty Real is growing, oh, yeah. you already know what to do. If you got little buds, tell your boy, recharge it up. If you got root rot, tell them boys, recharge it up. If you got yellow leaves, then tell your boy, recharge it up. If you want to grow them big fat buds, then all you do, recharge it up. If you want to grow that stanky shit, then tell them boys, recharge it up. Hey y'all, it's Scotty Real here talking about Recharge, and if you don't know, Recharge is my shotgun blast of organic goodness that takes the guesswork out of growing great herb. What makes Recharge unlike any other product in the store is my soil biology. Each gram of Recharge has over 400 million CFU of living soil bacteria that act like billions of tiny little stomachs, voraciously eating and delivering nutrients to the plant, all nicely wrapped up in this delicious organic package. The results are serious dank flavor and crazy strong and vigorous plants. And if you don't believe me, just ask Courtney. Do this talk with this brother, yeah. He's just highlighting the good essence of Recharge. Now that's what I'm saying. So go on over to realgrowers.com and check out Recharge. You'll be glad you did. All right. Let's see here. Backyard Divas. Stealthy yeah. Backyard Divas. Okay. What do we get to talk about that? You want me to hit right, it, man? So, I, I have my glasses on today. You do? All I right, do, man. Ready? Sure. This this one's a little. This one isn't too tricky, but kind of shitty. From wait, let me say from Sir Coughs a lot. Go ahead, Scotty. <laughs> nice. 
Nice. It says, greetings, DGC. Grabbed my balls, but not too tightly. Growing for, I believe it's Frisian duck. Is that how you say it? Say it? Frisian? Is that how you would say that? I don't know. I'm not. You're the more. Uh, I've seen this before. Frisian duck in a secluded spot, Frisian, yeah, fr- spot in my backyard. Scotty mentioned this strain on the show, so I thought others might be interested. Couldn't you're tell- the one that mentioned it, and you don't even oh, know. No, how to I, say I it? know Come what on. it is. It's the one that doesn't look like weed. It's got like webbed kind of duck feet. Kind oh, okay. Of, kind gotcha. of leaves. I just don't know how you would say it, man. Just, yeah. Normally, I trick you into saying all the hard words, man. Uh, Seriously, couldn't tell them apart from my peppers and tomatoes during veg. That is cool, man. It has like this different, you know, kind of leaf. It just looks different. You know, it really doesn't look like weed. It looks a little weedy, but yeah. It definitely really. looks a little weedy, but yeah, like it throws, like you said, the three three leaves instead of five. Right. And He uh, says, but, but now it's beginning like to cola up. <laughs> it says, thank fuck I live in the country. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, fuck. Uh, I have four plants. The one in the 20-gallon smart pot with this w- is the seed plant with two more second-gen clones. Uh, one in the white laundry basket. There we go. Landscape fabric pot. And the other is in a SIP. What is an SIP? Um, I don't know. Good question. SIP. Hmm, I'll have to think about that, man. I'll, yeah, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> Something pot. I looked some at the pictures. Pot. I see a fabric pot. Oh, and there is literally one in a washing. <laughs> nice. He's got a, uh, you know, like something you go get all your clothes out of the washer, like with all the holes, That's you awesome. know, like a laundry basket. And then he lined it, though, with uh, just looks like landscaping fabric. And then the SIP. Um, no, yeah. no, oh, say, sir. There's like a five gallon bucket in bucket kind of thing on the bottom picture. So I don't know. Cool. Go ahead. What's the issue okay. here? I showed off a few of the of the ducky leaves, which usually twist up a bit. They are giving way to single point leaves as flowering progresses. That is weird, man. That Frisian duck is a, is a weird one. Uh, I've been battling PM and now boitrosis, which is grr, bud rot already. The boitrosis, boitrosis, whatever man. you prefer. Boitrosis. You know, like I said, man, I read this shit alone in my room, man. It's not like bud uh, rot, man. Yeah, you know, it's not It's not like I uh, had a professor telling me this shit. The fourth plant is a third-generation clone off the sip that I stuck on my rain gutter. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm having a hard time with this <laughs> one, dude. <laughs> You're trying to picture what the sip is that's stuck on the rain gutter? Growline oh, nice. is the victim. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I, I know how to no read. Worries. I know English. Uh, hence the stripped branch hanging down. I have, I have spread branches for airflow, for shaking off extra moisture. Uh, we're soaking them religiously with serenade and recharge, baby. Any better ideas on managing bud rot outdoors? This is my first outdoor grow, and bud rot is a mofo. <laughs> yeah, man, agreed. Um, it's tough because once you get it, you gotta, and you know, I got, I don't ever mind giving a shout to Grow Weed Easy. I went up and read a little bit over here of uh, Nebula Hayes' information on it. And it's kind of like, is ne- it's worse than PM in the sense it, it sucks to see flowers just tore up like this. Well, you can't really um, see it too easy either when it's starting. And then you know, by the time that you see it, your buds are ruined from the inside out. That's Oh, I know it sucked, dude. I had a plant. Yeah, and in my last outdoor harvest, so I had a flow outdoor that got it not too bad. If if people recall, this was quite a few shows ago, like ten percent, you know, nothing crazy, great big flowers. But the white widow big bud got I mean the 
colas on that plant looked great. You couldn't tell from the outside that some of them were rotted on the inside. Like, it's like, oh, look at this plant. It's so, oh, and then you get into trimming it, and you're like, oh, shit. Like, it just starts falling apart, and then it's all dark on the inside, and it looked great from the outside. That's when it really sucks. You've what already you called do? your boys over to trim, you know? I mean, it's, yeah, I actually did have somebody helping me trim for that one, and it, it's, it's just gross. So, I mean, the best you can do, remove what you see, you know, t- try and be sterile with it, maybe do it on a non-windy day. Uh, have a little bag or bucket with you, put the material directly in there, thin out your canopy if you can. Um, if you need to increase airflow, which probably not too possible on the outdoor, although I would run myself when we had rain here, like this is like three years ago when we had floods, for like six, seven days straight. And I mounted two different fans <laughs> on step ladders outside to like just get airflow going. Um, Dude lives but- here. But don't, uh, yeah, and then interesting, I didn't know this as well. Don't let the plants get too cold if possible. Um, This is from Nebula Hayes. It says, temperatures warmer than 68 uh, help prevent fungus spores from germinating. And here in Colorado, man, my plants, the end of the season, I'm finishing in October, so my shit is getting cold. Not much I can do about it, you know? And, you know, here's the best tip I like is to try and get plants that are, you know, supposed to be grown in a, you know, climate like yours um or you know what do they call it the the zones like the temperate zones or the ag zones right zones right you know i looked on my pot seeds last time they didn't have the u.s hardiness zone chart on there like my peas do (laughs) yeah exactly you can do better though growing certain plants you know and it takes trial and error just like mine you know the flow had like 25 percent less bud rot than the white widow big bud did so then you make a note and as a grower, hey, Colorado, the flow did pretty good out there, you know, and figure it out. So Otherwise, true, I don't. Man. Selective breeding or, you know, just selective planting, I guess. Yeah. And uh, yeah, try and try and keep them, keep them dry if you can. If, you know, you're getting rain and then it doesn't hear it. We get rain. It's usually so dry. It's not much of an issue. But regardless uh, and be, yeah, lastly, I like to not be repetitive. Go out and remove as much of it as possible. Look everywhere and then thin them also. Take those fan leaves out. If you need to take some of those stems out, those you know flowering stems, you're like, oh, this would be nice. The lower ones or wherever, even if sometimes you have too many top top cola areas. And the bottom line is you, the, the one that you take out, you might feel like it's going to be a great primary bud, but it's just better to get it out of there to get more airflow and the plant will send energy to your other bud sites. So. And uh, other than that, I don't know, man. It sucks. It, it does suck. And, when, and outdoor, I think that's where, you know, selecting the right species, or, you know, or the, the right strain, rather, really, you know, comes into play. And that's, you know, it's kind of one of those things where as, as we start growing this industry and there's local outdoor growers and local seed that's been proven year after year, I think that's kind of what we need. And we're probably four or five years away from that, but... You know, it's not that far away. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is great for the Pacific Northwest, man. We we lo- we love these varieties for the Pacific Northwest. This one handles cold in Colorado real well. You, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean, and a perfect example of that is, like, I wouldn't... I got my uh, pineapple haze seeds that I still haven't popped. It's insane. I've been popping forever. But if I were to plant those outdoors here in Colorado, I mean, that'd be, you know, asinine. It's like a three-month, I think, flower at least. 
So, you know, and we don't go to flower here with the light cycle. I don't consider it to like August 15th. Right. So then you're like, there's no way, man. Even though I have gone till November 11th here in Colorado, that's my personal record in the awesome. outdoors. With a little bit of a poly, you know, tent and some rigging involved, but worked out. And more colors? What you, I, I always suspect more colors and, uh, uh, you know, more dark you know, purples and whatnot and blues. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. When I grew my grape, what was it? Grape, uh, man, I can't even remember, but it was unbelievable. Grape it wasn't God, God you're talking about? No. no, no, it was another one. Grape, uh, grape, grape Crush, Kush. maybe. Uh, C-U-S-H, C-U-S-H, that one. Um, but it... Uh, <laughs> It was great, man. It was unbelievable purpling. It was like a, you felt like I was a photographer out, like finding awesome wildflowers with unbelievable colors to, you know, take a picture of. But anyway. Love it, man. Yeah, we're going to get to that. You know, it's going to get to, there's going to be people just growing weed for ornamental. How's my ornamental weed? For ornament. I do. I would like, I wouldn't mind a weed privacy, a privacy hemp fence. Uh, weed cannabis cannabis hemp that seems like an oxymoron right there you know what i mean like it's going to do the exact opposite of privacy everyone's going to visit that fence you're going to be having tour buses show up there (laughs) what do you think of the diatomaceous earth how much do you put on your cereal in the morning right like a tablespoon (laughs) i think that's what it suggests like a teaspoon a tablespoon mix in a smoothie or something if you want to try and eat your diatomaceous food grade i don't think it suggests that does it uh, people do use uh, diatomaceous earth, consume it for different types of cleansing, as well as if you want to get them, you know, if you open your mouth, fungus gnats fly out, you better eat up some diatomaceous earth. Holy shit. Are you serious? I remember there was this one guy <laughs> I met and he was like, yeah, I take silver every day. And, um, he, and he turned, turned into blue. the Smurf. He turned that, blue. That guy is everybody. Yeah. That guy has been on talk shows back in the no, day. No, he did no, no. It was blue. this dude who was in Sarasota walking around the pier. Oh, I Happy thought you were talking about the guy that literally looked like Papa Smurf. And there's people. Dying. There's there's like you know a handful, a collection of them. Anyway, all right. Like they what got were we their own crew. What talking about again? Blue people crew. Yeah. All right. This yeah. is from. I guess Sen- what I more mean is how the fuck did we start talking about blue people again? Oh, just colors. <laughs> I think I don't know rainbows. <laughs> all right, come on, man. Bring it on home. Send Cal Burner. Send Cal Burner. What's up, DGC? So I have been getting ready to switch my girls to bloom, and I've been making sure I have all my pest issues taken care of. And thanks to the knowledge that I've gotten from the past pest questions, I have my grow under control. Nice. All right. So I had diatomaceous earth, food grade, recommended to me, and I have no idea how it works and what effects it might have on my plants. Any input would be appreciated. You got any input, man? Yes, have I have it? the 20,000-foot overview, man, all right? So I don't know a ton about, you know, real specifics, but what it does is it cuts the, the – it's like this sharp, like um, – it's almost like a, a silica. It is a silica, and it's like a, it's like some kind of the way it cleaves. It's like this – it has really sharp edges, almost like a glass would. And uh, as the plants are moving through it, it cuts the shit out of them. And it's like walking on on a bed of razors for us, and that that's well. The, I mean, it's I think it has silica in it. It's actually a little bit, you know, set it set it accumulation of fossilized remains of marine phytoplankton. Yeah, it's or ancient, di- or, man. This shit is ancient. or diatoms, if you will. Oh, diatoms, very very good, dude. <laughs> You're not reading this off yes. Wikipedia, are you? No, I knew all along that that what diatomaceous it, it's dangerous to creatures with an exoskeleton. And it kills insects such as, you know, ants, bugs, fleas, cockroaches, things like that, mites and aphids, or yeah, it non-insects. It won't hurt my endoskeleton, though. 
so no, it absorbs the lipids through the cuticles and it basically dehydrates these bugs. So they have directions here, man. You could spray it. You could top dress it. I have not used it. I do like seeing, you know, I, I did get that that uh, recycled glass, if you will. Not like you're thinking, not like you put hey, it your hands in it. It doesn't say anything about cutting you. them. I always thought it, it cut them up. It says it de- uh, dehydrates them, huh? Yeah, I believe that's probably why. Um, it said it absorbs the lipids through the cuticles of their uh, carapace and dehydrating them. So it's, uh, let's see, yada, yada. And I was listening yeah, I to the... Uh, yeah, see, it scratches. Hand. It doesn't cut. It scratches the waxy layer gotcha, of the okay. carapace, which is their skin, basically. So then they dehydrate out. I was Not bleed, dehydrate out. To, yeah. to some uh, micro book this morning, and thank God, it was I think the guy's name is David Montgomery. Thank God, he, he was like, dude, we started re- reading these books trying to learn about microbes, and it was so complicated. Like, the scientists writing these days, it's like big word to big word. Like, no one can understand. It's, it's, it's only meant for, you know, in between for scientists to read. So it's so nice to have some people actually decoding this shit for you, you know? Yeah. Um, and it says, you know, this is there's a point made in the comments about what happens when you water it. Doesn't it make it a little ineffective? And this article I'm reading here from uh, cannabis.info says, for all around protection, you know, you can apply diatomaceous earth evenly to the soil that will not be disturbed for a few days, either in a thick ring around the base of the plants or on the top of the soil beds or on top of your pots. But it says, be sure to reapply after irrigation sessions or rainstorms. So that's yeah. You know, if you're gonna... I have made a nasty paste with diatomaceous earth. I was like, oh man, I'm gonna get rid of these uh, these fungus gnats once and for all. And I just took a ton of it. You know me, man. Took a you know a pound of it and put it around uh, on the top of each uh, 15 gallon smart pot, trying to make like a physical barrier. Like you'll crawl through a half inch of diatomaceous earth before you get to my plants. And it made like this concrete style paste, and it doesn't work at that point. So. Yeah, be careful about that. <laughs> Concrete style paste. Yeah, you know, like a plaster. It was like plaster is what it was. More accurate. Well, I do like there is, if you want to catch, like one trick I had, I noticed when there was, uh, mechan- I like mechanical things, you know, like my diatomaceous earth is kind of like a mechanical control. I like biological control also, but where, you know, I was having the, the root aphids in a deep water culture system, and I was like, oh, okay, I know one cool thing I can do here, because this system had a badass, it was like a half-horsepower chiller on a system. I could I had really good control. Like, if I dialed that chiller right. down to as low as it went, which I think was like 62 or something, like within, you know, an hour, I could have that system just chilled out. So I, I had the water at 68, and then I took it down to like 66, and, you know, you could see inside the root aphids were kind of like all in the... Uh, the the hydrogen and right on the edge where the water met the bucket and shit and when I turned the water down that cold, the plants started to kind of wilt. They didn't like it as much. The root aphids definitely didn't like it. They start crawling out, man. They start crawling up through the hydrogen, and then though they what they do is they, some of them would just retreat into the plant a little bit. And my buddy's like, that's because you got to put a ring of uh, Vaseline right there, man. Yeah, catch nice them. one. I was like, because I was looking for the there's some type of specific sticky. He's like, you don't need no specific product, man. Get a little Vaseline. You got them. It's like, that's pretty cool, man. I like watching them get caught up in Vaseline with that my scope. Flies in the Vaseline, baby. Okay, so where we we're at a trichome. Trichrome, man. Rolling in my trichromes. Question. (laughs) We hit this plenty of times, but let's hit it again. uh, Just don't make me read anymore. Why did I pick that one to read? Why? 
Hey, dude, and Scotty Bamboo. First time grower question. Scotty Bamboo. I wonder where he found that from. That was like an alias back in the day, man. Scotty Bamboo. I guess I still have some kind of real grower's account or a Google account called Scotty Bamboo, I bet. That's funny. Yes. Now, see, wouldn't well, that's not bad though. It's not like an ins. It could be worse. Could be um, no, I have. That's like a real account. Like somewhere there's a Google, you know, whatever Google uh, Hangout or Google Plus account with Scotty named Scotty Bamboo. Just Scotty Supreme. Get, uh, what's Scotty up? Real. Scotty. Scotty Fake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that Scotty. your real name? Scotty Bamboo. First time grower. Question: When checking my trichomes with the jeweler's loop. The trichome on my main cola are about 25% amber. And the rest are crawling around in white. <laughs> and the rest are cloudy. <laughs> but he goes, but the trichomes in general, I believe, are mostly clear. And I'm, I'm thinking he's talking about other than his main cola with a small percentage cloudy. It's a Northern Express auto flower in week six. When should I flush? The main cola would suggest it's time, but the other buds are not ready. Hmm. What do you think? When should he flush? Yesterday, today, or tomorrow? Yeah, I would just start. I would start now. Undershade agrees with you. Oh, nice, man. That actually means something to me. He's a pretty fucking badass grower, I'll have you know. (laughs) Yeah, your top cola, I mean, you're starting to see amber a little bit all over there, and your top cola is indicating. If I see, uh, you know, and I have a lot of main colas, but if, if, you th- if this is your main one, use that as your indicator. That's your indicator cola, your flush indicator cola. It takes a little while, so, too. You know, you got a, you know, a bit of a delay there. You definitely do, man. I've been flushing now for, shit, I'm watering every day. So, like, over a week, seven waterings, a couple heavy, and I'm still, I mean, I'm not where I want to see um, my flush. I'm hoping, though, it, it's going to start coming through good so I can get some, like, hefty comments. Oh, what'd you do to your garden, dude? It's dying. Like, nope, I'm just going to harvest tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, Oh, man, yeah. you just like to take them there just so you can bring them back. I haven't done it in a while, but, yeah, I am stoked. I'm doing it right now. Hopefully I got enough time. But, yeah, I would start to flush, man. Long story short, get your good first watering in. Try and run as much water through your pots if you can. I know it's a lot of work when you guys don't have an automated pump or a drain. you got to get a shop vac, whatever you got to do. But if you have a five-gallon container, I mean, I want to get at least a gallon through there, if not double that on my first heavy flush watering. After that, you know, just water to run off. If you have the time, get one more heavy flush. It's not going to be do or die. But, you know, it kind of mimics some of the things that happen in nature, in my opinion. You know, in fall, usually in fall, every once in a while, what happens outside, it cools off. And also, some I usually get some pretty decent rains now and then. It's funny and you say that, plant- man. I am in the grow barn right now, and it is blowing up. It's about to. Yeah, so, I mean, basically keeping... Uh, and if you can, you know, the, the other tricks I like, you know, people might not agree, but if you have a, a good HVAC system and your room's a, a controlled environment... Uh, dial your temps down when you know it's like the last week. Bro, I don't so think not anyone too- has a good 8-track system anymore, man. I don't even think they have cassettes, bro. <laughs> yes, this is possible. But uh, HVAC on my end. Oh, and HVAC. Uh, oh. Yes. Yes, sir. I wouldn't mind getting some 8 tracks. Do they play only one song or a few? No, no, whole man. Album? You can actually push a button, man, and go to the next song. At least on the 76 Buick Electra, you could. Oh, that's right. I do remember that. You I think we've had a car with an A-track in it before. I don't know. Yeah, I think I still got John Denver Country Roads I could lend you. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, go to Flush. 
get going on it. And autos, can you tell on auto? Are you going to have, do they give you, oh, this plant flowers in 60 days typically? Or they don't do that with autos, yeah. do they? Yeah, they, they come with good instructions usually. I mean, there's always a variation, but uh, they do come with pretty good instructions. Cool, cool. All right, man. Well, he's Good got, luck he's with got that. it right. You know, what I mean, he's got it right. Just back off the fertilizer. Or completely eliminate the fertilizer now. Start aggressively watering it. Uh, water the shit out of that thing for until you get a lot of runoff, and uh, yeah, you'll get get all the, a lot of the residual salts out of there. I'm gonna give a mid show shout out, man. New Millennium Nutrients, guys. Uh, believe it or not, you should have already heard a lot of information from Jaron. We've had a Are few we recording about sessions, this, man. A few recording sessions that didn't work out perfect, so he's going to be in <laughs> studio uh, next week, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit of uh, just general hydro business, fun stuff, what's going on, what's the, what is the current uh, nature and environment in the hydro industry, as well as New Millennium, maybe a little playground and whatnot, and just have a good time. So, But check them out. I did use their, their winter frost for the first time, and I, I give it definitely. I, I did have a visual notice. And uh, I call it trikes on trikes. Trikes on trikes, man. Make a t-shirt. I, how do you grow, man? I grow trikes on trikes. Oh, you know Jay Maestro's and, uh, already got the uh, the graphic for that. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. And that was the fifth time I've said nice this episode, so I'm banned now. Hey, guys, uh, if right. uh, the barn blows down with me in it, by the way, I'm going to say it's been good. Love y'all. No worries. No worries. Making a lot of noise. It's blowing about 70 miles an hour outside. I'm worried. <laughs> All right, let's get let's get we gotta hit a few more here. We're good. We're doing good. We're doing good. Come on, pheno hunting. You ready to go pheno hunting? Yes. We don't have to kill anything, do we? No, no. Uh-huh. You know, bring- you actually do. We used to call plants back in the day, and he'd always have the investor that really didn't have a plant mind, and he'd be like, "All right, man, I made 150 clones, and uh, you know, the, and to him it was like we paid ten thousand dollars for the, you know, the the strains or whatever, and so he'd, you know, whatever." It was kind of just funny that you'd call a couple clones. You'd be like, all right, we got our 110 here. We got our 99 here. Let's throw the rest out. And they'd be like, whoa, whoa, throwing out clones? What, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, or you trim. Well, dude, I don't yeah. understand. Can't we sell it? If I had a nickel oh, nice. for every time somebody asked me if I could sell the shit that I trimmed, I'd be a rich man, which I'm not. Only a nickel, huh? That's all, all I right. would need, man. <laughs> Colorado yes, Sherlock is Fino hunting. What do you got? What do I got? Uh, it says, after watching a video this afternoon on Fino hunting, the guy said something about uh, avoid rubbing the stem and vet. Or avoid the guy said something of about i think he meant about rubbing the stem and veg can help you distinguish a better quality plant from others by exposing the terp profile on the stem what's everyone's opinion on this i've been sprouting taking a cut then flowering the cut to see its sex and bud profile for the plant this way i don't grow out a monster to to find banana dicks (laughs) and not donkey dicks but is the stem a quicker way to pheno hunt for the dank? What do you think? I think I just I got not... you to say banana dicks. That was pretty cool. That, that is a little <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Thanks, Colorado Sherlock. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I didn't think about it till he said something, but he's right, man. Back when you grow from seed, when I've just been all excited, getting you know, popping seeds, um, it grows that thick-ass stem. And, man, you can rub the stem and, and, and smell. 
I mean, you you can definitely get. I didn't realize. You know, I'm thinking now. I guess that is the terp profile that you're smelling. I guess it. it you know, if it's the same in the stem as as the as the. Uh, I mean, some stems bud, are definitely funkier than other stems. Yeah, and then some know. plants are funkier than other plants. I think he's onto something here. Just like people, man. Oh so, yeah, I'm funky right now. <laughs> Stony Montana said, "Rubbing the stem is useful when searching out males to breed with." I use this to determine which male will give the better bouquet. I'm all about creating a better smelling and tasting variety, even though the true test is the potency and type of high. As far as using these to select a pheno and mother to keep, you'll be passing by a lot of great plants just because they didn't smell dank enough when the stem is rubbed. Stick with flowering and choosing. How else would you know which lady is the prize heifer? Is that heifer? There you go. Is that the right word? Heifer. Uh, Good luck. Good luck hunting. All right, I like. I agree with that. I mean, you can't base it all on that. You got to grow them out. You got to see what they do. There's so many things you learn about a plant when growing it out. Yeah, maybe you don't other like than it for smell. This. So yeah, or you realize that you know, oh, powdery mildew for me came into the garden, and I see that every plant got it, but this one isn't for some reason. I like that trait. Right. So hey, this stem smelled really good, but it's been 110 days and it still won't finish flowering. Hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. yeah, that's the kind of shit you get when you, you pop a 10-pack of seeds. 10-pack, popping 10-packs. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, I would I would say that it's not a substitute. It's pretty cool, and I'd love to, now that we know about it, every time that I am, uh, you know, doing some pheno hunting, I'm going to start by scratching the stem just to see if there's any correlation. Yeah. No, that's good. Make a note of it. Note to self. Sure. Start scratching stems. <laughs> man what are you doing all right let's see where we at grow talk we're at growing grow talk right grow episode talk. are we still hanging out here we are hanging S- out man growing sexing. talking about the grow sexing all right dude is not outdoor growing this year though i've been glad to have you off man i am not i want next time just like you um i'm gonna get into the outdoor grow um, it's going to be, I'll, I'll say, I want a smaller climate controlled dope ass little greenhouse thing that I'm only going to run one light in, you know, for supplemental light things, right. but all the other light comes from outside. Yep. It's, cool. it's just too much, man. It's, it gets to be, you know, I mean, having even, you know, the, the three spectrum Kings, the 600 watt, uh, there's plenty. I like to be able to focus on that garden now. I mean, I've been at times getting back. And in, in summertime is almost officially over. Scotty told me that this morning it's over. He's already <laughs> fed up. He's like, it's over now, dude. Like, this is time to get back to work. But I told you it's not over until after Labor Day coming up. And then it is officially. Deal. You know, this, this is, is transition weekend, right? time. Like, transition bloom. Right now we're kind of in transition uh, to non-summertime. Kind of like going into full flower. We'll be in full flower here, you know, the first after the first week of September. For real, man. So. For real. Two words. All for right, you, sex dude. and cannabis. Banana dance. Ralphie. We've got four comments on here. I yes, love sir. it, guys. Thank you for commenting on these posts. If you want to do it yourself, you go to episode 287 over on dudegrows.com. You can find the all the, the, the show format and all these links in here and let us know if we got it right. So Ralphie says, Dude and Scotty have some dank growing blue fire. It was hard to get and expensive. No expensive, expensive. Uh, my tent smells, period. <laughs> These plants are only a month old 
and stinky. Speaks well for their future, but they need to be sexed. I only know two ways to sex cannabis. Keep it clean, Ralphie. Um, one, take a clone and put the clone under 1212 until okay. it shows about 10 days, then toss the clone. Two, put the whole plant under 1212. Uh, and, you know, that works too, but you got to take clones before you do that. He goes, is there a third way or even more than that? Yeah, like two of the... Uh, Two of the fires are skinny Christmas tree. No, these are these are genetics. Two of the fires, two of the plants, are skinny Christmas tree shaped, and two are not. You think the two skinny ones are males, and the two bushy ones are female? So we're looking at a pick here, and you can see one plant all the way to the left that he knows is a female right. because it's feminized seed. It's bushier. It's not as tall. The Christmas, and he's saying there's other two that aren't as bushy, and there's other two that are as bushy. She's like, well, since the female's bushy, does that mean these other two are bushy? What do you think? What do you think? I mean, you, males do tend to be taller. You know, most, a little bit lankier. Yeah, most of the time when you see, uh, you know, when you have ten seeds going in a row, um, the males are usually the taller ones. You can almost pick, always pick them out. So I mean, yeah, there, there is there is a little bit of you know, differentiation there, but I would just take clones from them. You, you got to just grow them all out. You cut them and then you just, you, and I will say that you can take those clones. You don't even have to root them. You can just take those clones and keep them alive under, yeah, under a 12, 12, even a little, uh, what do they call it? A little shop light or something like that. And just, uh, have them stay alive. And you'll see within a week, 10 days, they'll start flowering or they'll start, you know, or, or they won't. You know, but you'll see, you'll definitely see the female flowers starting quick. Yeah. You know, by the time right they're on. rooted, you'll know. Well, uh, and that's a good tip, man. You gotta, yeah, you gotta, I mean, I, I believe Undershade, Sandy says the whole taking a clone and flowering is the best way. You know, you can just take that clone and then keep the other one maintained and then you'll know right away, oh, now it's worth taking 10 clones, 12 clones, 20 clones. See, all you so. gotta do is read Undershade shit, man. I'll sound smart. There you go. Click on Undershade <laughs> over on DudeGrows.com. Actually, you can probably just search. Don't forget about the search bar over there, guys. If you're looking for specific information, right on the homepage of the search bar, I think it's working pretty damn good these days. Absolutely. Just I will say I've been working with want. the guys late at night, the uh, web development guys. I'm working on making the meme generator a lot easier to use. Uh, we're investing. In, that's where some of the like the member money. Yeah, I got to pay these guys. They got to rewrite the meme generator so that you can flip. You know, it's so hard. I went to go put up a meme one time, and it came up sideways. I was like, "What the hell?" So you'd be able to flip it and a couple more options. It's just a little bit easier to use stuff. So I'm working with those guys. So if there's any web pet peeves, please let me know. Yeah, like I said, I don't know how. I don't. Th I, I want this. Here's. The, I want the search to work so well. That if somebody types in banana dicks, it pulls up episode 287. <laughs> Good luck with that. I mean, that's CIA <laughs> shit, man. You want to be echelon? Yeah, so <laughs> rookie grower questions. LOL. Hey, guys, love the show. I listen every day on my way to work and home from work. All right, appreciate it. I'm a normal guy with a normal life. Something tells me point. probably not if we dig a little deeper there, Ralphie. Well, he goes, well, I don't know if this is, uh, I don't know if this is Ralphie. Um, I don't think so. Oh, it's a rookie, the rookie question. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm on the next one. Damn it. Sorry about that. Well, I'm, I'm on the, hey, I'm still man. sexing, man. Is it a good thing to be a normal guy with a normal knife? 
Uh, you know, think deep. I don't know. You know it's, I don't know. I stopped that illusion a long time ago, okay? Deep thoughts with Dude Grove. <laughs> it's got real. What do you got? Okay, I'm a successful businessman, but I'm tired of buying pot. So I'm wanting to start a small grow of my own. Sweet. I just want to grow the best for myself, if you know what I mean. I do. I think it's the coolest thing and is more a hobby to me. I live where it's illegal, but I have access to a friend of mine that has a hydroponics store. So I want to do a small tent. I want your opinion on how to start. I have every little experience doing it, but I'm not dumb. Interesting. I, I have very sure little experience doing it, I think oh. is what he meant to say. Uh, good I, point. Yep. Otherwise, it would have been dumb if you said I have every little <laughs> I have a few friends to ask for advice, soil or not, and what kind of hydroponic system is the best way to start. I want it right and what's the best light to do a veg and flower with? Six plants, or do I need uh, four, six plants, or do I need two? Thanks, guys. By the way, I will be making my third trip to Colorado this October. I'll visit your place when there. Sweet. Let us know when you're hanging out, man. We'll always try to make time if we can. Hang out with DGC, smoke a J, whatever. And uh, as far as your questions... Uh, I, my, my first, my very first grow ultra budget. I mean, it wasn't, I, I had, a, I had a friend, uh, sponsor me, but, and we set up four lights. This is when Scotty was living in Florida and he was giving me some advice via, uh, I don't even know how we communicated back then. I think it was like pigeons or something. I believe that Florida was my brother Colorado, trip, man. Florida to Colorado grow talk, but <laughs> I got four, six hundreds going. Um, and a hydro system, a CO2 generator, some other shit. And my budget all went up to about almost $5,000. Okay. It's like, dude, what, what, li-? and this is back in the day. I'm like, what, li-? I just want one light for all of it. And I grew my veg and flower for probably the first year under HPSs only. And it worked. You know, I vegged under HPS. I freaking cloned under HPS sometimes. Um, you know, there's a lot of, we're dealing with a hell of a, a usually hardy, um, you know, aggressive little weed here. That loves to grow for us. Right. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I'd still say on the most ultimate budget, you could pull everything off under one light, like an HPS, and get a whole system for like less than 200 bucks. But I don't think money is really a real cost for him, or, or is a real uh, factor for him. He is though. a successful businessman. There you go. So, I, I would agree. I mean, I'm going to go to the LED, just like Midwest Meditator was suggesting. I'd pick up, if you can, a Spectrum King. Um, the proper reflector that it's not a super deep one. Um, there's some other ones too, you know, out there. Take a look around. We okay, so a four, probably a 400 plus Spectrum King is what we're thinking. You know, it's all right. LED, we're going to say an LED light. We like Spectrum Kings. I got to tell you, um, uh, who's uh, Green Jeans, I believe his name is, Pacific Light Concepts. He's got a nice light out, man. I want to actually see if I can get him on the show. Uh, he hangs out in the DGC, he uh, uh, hangs out with Grow Mouse and whatnot. But uh, something like that. But just uh, I'll just say an LED light, I think, would be the way to go in 2016. Yeah, an LED light's the way to go. Uh, and check them, you know, and it depends. We don't know your tent size. You're saying you're growing, well, I'm growing six plants. Well, you can grow six plants in a 4 by 8 tent. Or you can grow six plants in, you know, yeah. a, a micro cabinet. Well, let's like, talk about depends. laws first, man. If you're in Florida and you grow, what is it, over, I don't know, whatever, most places, 99 plants, uh, you got federal time, minimum mandatory, so you don't want that. You know, and I know it sounds ridiculous, but, dude, people can grow 99 plants in, you know, what, a half a dozen buckets. 
You know what I'm saying? If, you, if you're doing a Dutch table method and you're thinking you're going to harvest you know, six small plants every week or whatever, it's not hard to, to go over those numbers. So, yeah, we just no. think, think about your numbers. If you, can, if you get a slap on the wrist for, you know, three plants or something like that, a lot of you – know, there's places still where I think it's a misdemeanor, three plants or less. Maybe doing three, do three monsters or something. I don't know. You know, but just check your laws, I guess, is what I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then he was talking. He said he was looking at advice. He has some friends as far as hydro or whatever. I got advice. Um, don't do know. hydro unless you're going to do cocoa. Like cocoa is, yeah. is considered hydro because it's, it's somewhat inert media, and you water it. Uh, you know, you water it with nutrients all the time, same as you would hydro. But I wouldn't do hydroponics because it's too unforgiving. The first time you make a mistake, meaning that you buy the wrong pump or you forget to clean your pump out and, uh, you know, it clogs up or it dies on you, man, you lose your whole harvest. And that's no fun. Nobody likes to invest a couple thousand dollars in something, a lot of time, and then come home to failure. It's not so much fun to just pick up the pieces and start reinvesting after that. So, you know, I, when I came to Colorado... Uh, in 2009, uh, I, I said, hey, man, my hydro, you know, I just was tired of hydro. People, they liked the glowing aspect of the plants, but it didn't have a lot of flavor like people wanted here. I was having a hard time getting the flavor out of it. I talked to the owner, Way to Grow, who was a buddy of mine, and he just said, uh, can of cocoa and smart pots. Ten-gallon smart pots, can of cocoa, can of A and B. You're done. And, of course, I had recharge to that. And, you know, a little bit of organic componentry. What I started doing is adding uh, earthworm castings right off the bat to the can of cocoa. Uh, And I found just the more organic stuff I played with, adding some kelp and fish in there. uh, It just changed the flavor profile a little bit and really did start bringing the dank. Bringing the dank. Yeah, nice. so yeah, oh, I yeah, said can it. of A and B in ten gallon smart pots really easy. There's, uh, I've done some videos on how to do hempy buckets, which one of the biggest problems is getting uh, the watering right. You can overwater, you can underwater, you can overwater and totally soak your plants and get all sorts of root diseases. You can underwater and really rob yields. Um, so that's why I like these hempy buckets. They seem to work really well and give you one less thing to to worry about as a beginner. Yeah, definitely. And Clyde, Clyde agrees with you. You know, full on said uh, Clyde Max. That is all right. Says, Whatever man. you pick, pick it and stick with it. Expect some mistakes the first time. Um, you know, and it's like if you if you're gonna grow hydro, it's not typically nearly as easy or forgiving. So unless you know you're in a mandatory situation, the only time I really see pushing hydro is like, look, I cannot deal with any grow media. Right. Very minimal. Like you're like in a a 200 foot studio closet in Japan. <laughs> so, so Clyde Max says anyway. pick it and stick it. I like that. It deserves it. He's a pick, meme maker. Where's pick it at? And, and stick. Oh, all right. Cool, man. Well, let's uh, take a break, guys. We got Clyde Max is the one more that, that had Joe, Rog- Joe Rogan giving me a wedgie on the meme. I showed my <laughs> wife that. She was pretty impressed. Awesome. Uh, like, we when might did get that into happen? rapid. We might get into uh, rapid rapid mode, rapid answer on all these questions, rapid fire, whatever you want to call it. But we do have, uh, let's see here, another nine. Another nine. Technically, that was only halfway through. So if it, the pace picks up, it's just because, uh, yeah, we, we're going we're gonna to rock it. I was going to say because Scotty did this or that. Yeah, man. Scotty keeps talking about his What's feelings. 
No, you're, you, every once in a while, you'll be jamming your uh, refreshers. Isn't that what it is? You got a Starbucks refresher? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're good as, uh, what do they call it, green tea extract, which I'm pretty sure is just the uh, caffeine that they take off decaffeinated coffee. I like that. Yeah, you can't throw that out. No, no, not green tea, green coffee extract, it's called, man. Aye. Yeah, diggity. Uh-uh. All right, as I say, guys, check it out at dudegirls.com. We'll be back with more Grow Talk, and don't forget, membership has its privileges. Soon enough, more than not. We might also come up with, uh, I'm curious, if any of you guys want to chime in, email me at dudegrows at gmail. Sometimes we have a little bit of an interesting conversation. Um, curious about members in prohibition states, man. I'm like, I get worried that some people want to support us, but they really get concerned about, you know, well, I'm not going to use my credit card on dudegrows.com. We might be coming up with some solutions for that, but if that's you... Chime in and let me know, man. I'm, I'm kind of uh, been trying to gauge uh, what's been going on because we are continuing to try and build this model value for value, and we are working hard three times a week, actually all week. Scotty's going recharge crazy. He's having growing pains. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the membership is, is helping a ton. To try and think about the amount of uh, commercial supporters that, that would have to come on you know, to really, I don't want to do that. I would rather rely on the DGC and membership than than saying we got to get that thirty eighth guy on today to talk about his cow mag. Okay, right, right. And so, and we're gonna have some of that for sure. You know, because there are cool products only out there. We gotta helpful, learn about man. it. But. Only when it when only when it's an a value add to the crew. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's. Uh, bounce here for a minute and we'll be right back talk more grow talk I just had to drop my opinion in there and talk with you in a moment you know what they say about opinions dude everybody got one I got my strains from JR Token straight up Oregon bling started stacking on the trichomes gonna yield really big but each time I try to get them scaled up right says don't grow more than six plants and don't you use a real light so to the lawman and the preachers just about everybody else it shouldn't be against the law to grow some weed for yourself But you're gonna have to pay Every visit to the store Them grams are higher priced Cause them $80 aids, baby They just don't feel right So to the mothers and the voters Just about everybody else It shouldn't be against the law To grow some weed for yourself All right, we're back. We got the vapor barrier, vapor barrier question. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Now my oh, there we go. Technology and tabs and so many pop ups these days, man. Can't handle. Absolutely. It. All right, I got it, man. Vapor barrier. That sounds, uh, man. That sounds high tech, man. Well, it's, it sounds like vapor pressure <laughs> deficit. Dude and Scotty, what's good? Love the show. What's good? What? Oh, it's all good. <laughs> it is all good in the hood. 
like I said, don't say you're good too much, man, because I remember being at Bonnaroo way back in the day. I think it might have been 2000. I was at a summer Bonnaroo, and the guy was you know, walking through slinging, you know, either Herb or Molly or something. And my big, no, man, I'm good. I'm good. He's like, really? You're good? Like, elaborate on that. Why are you good? I'm like, okay. <laughs> you heard it before if you listened to the show. But all right. Could you be better? Love the show. Makes my hour commute seem short and sweet. Hell yeah. I've been growing for almost a decade, indoors and out, due to the attention, or due to an addition to the family. I need to move. Right. I need to move my grow to the garage. I will be building a ten by twelve room within the garage. Depending on the time of the year, I will run a sealed or passive room. Where I am in California, summers get up to one hundred and ten degrees plus, and winters down to thirty to forty. With with a sheetrock panda film combo or an insulated sheathing panda film combo will be or which one will be more suited to combat a moisture slash mold problem um, from not creating a proper vapor barrier. Hmm. I've been a, given different takes on the way we should go about it, and thought both of your experience could help. Thanks. So what does he mean there with the uh, you know the proper vapor barrier? He's talking about uh basically like you take a sheet of plastic and it keeps any you know vapors when we think about any smell or odor or air basically from being able to be pushed past this it past that that uh, that barrier that seal so he's talking like a solid piece of that panda film or solid panda film all around the room he's trying to make a sealed room is what he's trying to do gotcha so, i would take yeah, it, i mean the consideration um of, I mean, a few different things, right? If you're handy, I was trying to break down the numbers uh, with Jim over there from Four Season Grow System. That guy, you, I think you met him out in Michigan, right? I did, and what he's talking about is we've seen these walls. He's basically Lego snapped together plastic walls that come anywhere from, uh, you know, whatever height. I think they make them 25 or 30 foot, and they cut them whatever height you want. So it's like you can just basically take a couple dozen of those, snap them together, be done. And then when you've got to move in a couple of years, go unsnap them and move them to your new place. That's the benefit. Well, and that's a are... huge benefit. Yeah, the moving. I mean, I'm looking here on his site, and basically almost like an 11 by 11 room is like at, uh, I don't know, 3490, 3490. Now, if you're doing your own building... You could still save money. Well, don't forget you don't you don't need all four walls all the time. You could use two. True, a you lot of people. I'm looking two at my walls. thing. I got two walls already. Yeah. I take two more walls, a short one and a long one, and I'm done. But isn't in a sales pitch for him? I'm just saying that's a de- might be a decent option. What I like about those it's it's plastic so that uh, mold and mildew can't grow on there. I know we're all worried about powdery mildew and oh man, you're so reminding me two- back in the day. Where, where this stuff can grow. I mean, my first or second grow room. Uh, right. You know, you, you've been to my second grow room in the basement. And I had a bunch of that on the walls. I guess mylar, reflective material, stapled up. Sure. Um, yep. I would have done it different, knowing what I know now. But between, and that was stapled onto a regular, uh, like a regular sheetrock, I believe. We didn't even go like like the green board or the bathroom board. Okay. So in between that and the sheet, like that mylar and the sheetrock, when we ripped it off, there was that black mold stuff under there, man, like nasty. Um, so that's right. a good point, man. You're, it's a material that uh, is not going to be a good home for that and super easy to like. You can't necessarily take a, a wet scrub brush to drywall, you know, like with some bleach in it or something. It's going gonna, it's gonna to screw shit up. 
So yeah, but you can to your plastic Lego wall, man. <laughs> true, true. Anyway, I think that's cool. But uh, you know, I I see what he's saying. He's building a ten by twelve room. We'll get back to sheetrock or panda film. Uh, the sheetrock has no insulation value or very little insulation value, and it can grow that uh, uh, that mildew. I'd probably opt for the you know. And, well, the one benefit of it is though, once it's done though, it's pretty pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what, he's, what else he's talking about is that uh, like half inch insulation board, the silver insulation board. You can use that in lieu of sheetrock. It's a hell of a lot lighter, easier to transport, and uh, easier to work with. But you can just you know if you accidentally elbow into it, you can knock a big hole right through there. You know. Yeah. So pros and cons for either one. The one pro of the uh, reflective, you know, the uh, half inch insulation or insulated board is it is it does have an insulation factor. So. Um, you know, strictly from a performance point of view, I would take the insulation board and I would just go with that. I don't even know what they call it. The half inch, you know, silver insulation board. And that way it's at least it's sealed. I don't really don't even think you'd need a, a barrier on there because it's sealed. It's got that the one side. I would just put I the think silver in Colorado, you just walk into Home Depot and you go, do you got that silver board you build grow rooms out of? <laughs> yeah, I bet they give you that look. So, but, um. Yeah, I, I just think then then you wouldn't even need to go with that. I mean, I guess you could put the panda film just to keep it clean and to keep it white and reflective without having to paint it. I mean, the, the a flat white reflective surface like that panda film uh-huh. is about as reflective as you're going to get. I mean, mylar is nice and reflective when it's brand new, but as soon as it crinkles and as soon as it gets water droplets dried on there, that reflectivity goes way down. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right. Well, I, I always thought I thought like mirrors would be the best, man. Just line everything with mirrors. <laughs> People think that. Come on, when you first start, you don't think, "Oh man, I'm gonna get this whole place as mirrors, man." And then you realize you can fucking start a fire with the hot spots you're creating there, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got uh, ponytail, ponytail mohawk, <laughs> ponytail right. mohawk combination What's haircut. Up? Um, any ideas? I love it. It's very you know to the point. One sentence. Any ideas on grow tent slash room setup item list? So I guess he's kind of looking for, or she, you know, you can have a ponytail mohawk she, um, a setup for a grow tent, which, you know, there's a lot, a ton of variables here, but like, what are, I mean, base, I'm gonna go with the first one, a good grow tent, you know, I'm gonna go, go. I'm gonna give, you know, shout out to uh, Gorilla Grow Tents, that's where our studio is housed in. And yep, good quality stuff, man. I dig that tent. I actually have a, uh, I think it's a five by nine that I bought. I just went in and bought it because I needed a place to make recharge without, without, uh, you know, getting dust all over the place, man. So I actually am going to set that up. The Gorilla Grow Tents. It's not. I will say about Gorilla is you can disassemble them and reassemble them without like breaking or crimping and fucking up the whole all the parts. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. You will never, ever get it back in its case, though. I don't know how the fuck they do that, man. They must do that underwater or something. Some shit is just like that. <laughs> I'm telling you, I couldn't even get like, I got a half this thing in its case. And I was like, huh, I don't think so. Reminds but, me um, of camp, yeah, okay, some so camping equipment, man. Tents, the sleeping, some sleeping <laughs> okay, bags. Okay, so we like, got really? a good tent in there. I think what he's thinking, because we got the simp. Come on, we know we need a tent. We know we're going to need lights. But the kind of shit you don't know you're going to need is things like air movement equipment. You know, the can fan can be easily overlooked. You're going to need a a fan and a filter combination. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, basically a way to handle the environment, typically in a tent. 
I shouldn't say typically. I mean, some of those portable ACs can work all right for a tent. Uh, but, you know, just think about setting up your environment right and thinking ahead. And if you can, like I always say, set up your environment before you get your plants and try and run your equipment, run, run everything that's going on. And, uh, yeah, get it going. Diggity, diggity. Yeah, I'd say that. I don't know, man. As far as hidden costs, man, I don't think you can get a CO2. If you're just doing a tent, it probably is pretty cool to get a CO2, just a CO2 um, tank. A, what do you need? A tank for, what, 150 bucks? A regulator for another? Maybe you throw $300 into your CO2 system. Yeah. You just put that, you know, maybe just put it on a timer or something or a slow, you know. Yeah, I guess a timer. You don't need a monitor controller yet. You can just get away with the three hundred dollars uh, tank if you can get them replaced easily enough. Um, go to a grocery store. Don't go to a welding supply. Don't go to the soda place and pretend that you're uh, something you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you, you ever go to like the welding shops and stuff to try to get CO two back in the day? Nope, only you down in South Florida. Oh my god! Oh, it's so embarrassing. And they just know. They just fucking know. And you sit there and bullshit them all you want. And they know. But anyway, um, LED light, I always like to consider LED lights if you can afford them in a tent because heat's the issue in a tent. You know, if you go just put a Thowie up there, they're cheap. You can buy a Thowie for a couple hundred bucks. But, man, you got a ton of heat to deal with then. Oh, yeah. In a tent, a shit ton. You know, like we talked earlier, we covered the grow talk. You know, start to think about your lighting, LED in a tent especially, very, you know, not a lot of air to work with and uh, a good way to look at it. But, let you know, you know, that was a lot of talk for a one-sentence question. <laughs> so, Well, yeah, I mean, I, I dig what he's saying, man. He's leaving it open-ended. I will say the last thing is that uh, don't be so excited about your nutrients, man. I mean, nutrients are cool, but light and uh, environment, that's where you're going to get your, your performance. You, you know, you can perform with a lot of different nutrient brands, so... I know a lot of people are super excited. Oh, I can't wait to run, you know, whatever. Advanced nutrients. I'm running the Grand Master Guru line, you know. And just like, that's if you don't have the right light and you don't have the right humidity and temperature and, and ability to control all that and CO2, I'd rather trade, I'd trade CO2, you know, seven, 800 parts per million of CO2 in addition. So, you know, bringing it up to a thousand or whatever uh, than I would uh, any nutrient brand, you know? Yeah. No, I, I I agree with that. Don't get don't get carried away, especially with your bloom enhancers. Yeah, the bloom boosters. Was that one with the hot chick on there? She's pretty hot. Bloombastic diamonds and titties. Yeah. Sorry, did I say that out loud? I usually <laughs> I don't think I only think you hear me say uh, the the T word once every fifty episodes. Even though it's not explicit, it's all good. Let's move on though. All right. Starting to get humid, right. man. It's- I like when you ask people. You know, you said to people you can't be all good. I like when you ask people how they're doing, and they just go titties. Perfect, sweet ass. All right, starting <laughs> to get humid, uh, and this is from Pistillier. 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 I don't know, something like oh, that. Oh, wow, man. You're, you're, you're making them French, huh? Hey, dude, and Scotty, the DTC. Yeah. Pistillier here. So now that I have more plants in my bloom room, I'm running into 70% humidity in the dark period. Breakdown of my room. Here you go. Four by six by seven. So that would be a four foot wide by six foot long by seven foot tall. All right. 600 watt HPS bare bulb with an eight inch exhaust. Man, that's a bit, I mean, is that, let's see. I keep reading eight inch exhaust. Does that mean like an eight inch fan? 
exhausting. I imagine he's got an eight-inch exhaust fan. I don't know if it's pulling all the time or if he's just using that to control the temperature. But that's gonna that's a big you know that's a big uh, oh for uh, six hundred I mean performance yeah. So he's got two oscillating I fans. I imagine that thing's running all the time. Um, he says his plants are quite big now. When they first went in, my humidity stayed around 45%, but now they require more water. And like I said, the girls are getting wet in the pants. Okay. He's <laughs> apparently um, we're on the same page, bro. And uh, he goes, I know you guys will probably tell me to get a dehumidifier, and that's fine. Yeah, and some soap for that mouth. <laughs> but my budget is kind of low, around 100 bucks. I will do what it takes, but I need a low price option to drop the humidity 20 to 30% in there. Thank you in advance, uh, growers. Okay, I have an, a suggestion. You know, at night, it says I'm 70% in the dark. It was pretty common. Let's, you know, your plants are going to Let's talk about that real quick just, just so we can tell them why, man. The reason that is is because the plants actually suck up a bunch of, it's called transpiration. It's almost the same thing as us, us sweating. But the plants suck up a bunch of moisture, and then they release it through your leaves. And the bigger the plants get and the more leaves you got, well, the, the more moisture is coming out. And it is deceptive, man. You, you know, you have these plants in there. You build this room, and you're like, hey, it's pretty cool in here. I got my plants going, and it's 40% humidity. I'm good. Dude, I've had, like, the walls dripping, you know, 85% humidity. And it's because of the plants. They're just sucking up that much water. And it's, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. And- it means healthy plants, anyhow. I mean, you're right. I'm going to recommend a dehumidifier, you know, and recently I haven't ran it now more than probably a month, but I, I was on the way to grow and you, you, you can get these wherever. GE, General Electric, if you're not familiar, a dehumidifier. I think I've heard of that brand before. I'm looking at one now. I'm on, uh, you know, Walmart has some of free shipping. They range. I'm not going to hit your $100 budget, but, you know, $160, i am looking at a 30 pint. Um, they have the drain. Well, here's from when Edison elect. Oh no, this is a gramophone. Sorry. And they do they do pretty good. And they basically, you know, are. I have no I haven't had issues yet. It's running the Hydro Farm one. As long as this one, I'm, I'm thinking it was a bit overpriced, uh, at almost man, I want to say almost three hundred. So this is a GE, like I said, or you're going to get it shipped to you, probably as. About a hundred. This one says hundred and sixty free shipping, no tax. Walmart. So check them out, oh, man. They, they, Walmart, man. How can you go wrong? Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Well, always. No. Always. And there's a few more, How is man. Slogan, man. That's a creepy ass slogan, right? Yes, there. it is. Um, they do have the the option to tie in um, an auto drain line, so you don't always have, if you want to like run a line to drain out instead of always tending to the tank. But it sounds Which like takes you're about in, ten minutes to do, and will save you uh, a lot of time. So give that a shot. Yeah, if you have a place to go with it. But for now, that's my suggestion. Yeah, man. When lights are off, lights are off. Um, if you do have an active exhaust, that's the only other way to handle it. I, you know, if you do an exhaust. On attempts, yeah, that's what I was thinking. But you got to have it on a, you know, on a, on cheap. You know, if it exhausts every fifteen minutes with a cheap timer, you'll be all right. You'll well, be better. You get that, exa- you know, that little temp stat thing for eighty bucks. I well, you need a humidistat. It's not. It's relying on humidity. Oh yeah, yeah, a humidistat. Sure, but I mean, they're they're seventy five, eighty bucks for that little box that plugs into the two, the time uh, that plugs into the wall, and it's just this little box that plugs in between the wall and uh, uh, and, and the plug. You know what I mean? So it just breaks this, you know, breaks the the circuit or whatever. But 
maybe just do that and just have that. If you had a can fan sitting in there, um, just pull, you know, can fan, maybe a six inch or something like that with a, uh, a filter attached to it and just pulling out, you know, air, you know, just yeah. exhausting air. It depends. I mean, I don't know if this guy's in Colorado or Florida. If you're in Colorado, that should have worked like a charm. Yeah. Pull, pull your, you know, pull, pull your humidity down big time without any, you know, a dehumidifier is another compressor to run. It's a fucking yeah, expensive. Yeah, it is going to add a little heat too. Don't forget that. But if you're mainly a lot take, of heat, same as an air conditioner. Not, I mean, depending on the size, when it's running. Yeah, a couple it's degrees probably, yeah, it's for me run if it's running much. hard. You know, yours that was in the the bigger grow would add probably a, a bit more than that. But yeah, when it's actually dehumidifying, it uh, kicks off some heat. So. And I will give a little value for value. I had uh, I had my four light flip going, huge monster plants. You guys see how I grow, and uh, I had eighty five percent humidity. And we were talking about bud mold before. I started getting bud mold. You were asking me. I wanted to give these guys some love before because uh, Quest dehumidification stepped in. I was getting bud mold, and uh, these guys stepped in and said, "Yo, man, let me solve your problem for you." And they sent me up with the Dual One Fifty Five, which is a legit commercial dehumidifier. Yeah, this thing has dog. been rock solid. About a year, year and a half ago, I would say, and this thing has been rock solid ever since. It requires the only maintenance is you go out and you wash the filter. Uh, it does make heat. Ain't gonna lie, but. Uh, it solved the problem, man. It solved my bud mold problem. So I will shout out to those guys, man. Shout out. All right. Yes, man. Quest dehumidification. Got to get Cliff back on the show, man. He's been on the show a couple times. Monk wants to know, is this powdery mildew? Is it? Uh, oh. And it's not. I bet you it's not crystals. This is going to be the advantage of the video show. So you can see this picture. Uh, the question Ooh, yikes, being, that does look like spider mite damage is what it looks like. I think like, I may bro. have the beginnings of powdery mildew. If that is what it is, what are my options for removing it? This is a greenhouse grow, so my humidity drops and spikes big time. Scotty mentioned spider mites. Oh, I'll tell you, Colorado Sherlock agreed. He goes, those leaves don't look like they're fighting mildew. They look like spider mites are in full bloom. Those small white yes, specks sir. show the mites have been feeding off your plant. On the bright side, mites you can spray to control. Mildew is going to be a long, hard battle. I agree. I'd almost rather fight mites than mildew. It's true. It's true. They're both both nasty, though. Yeah. I mean, it, it depends. I mean, the, the mites are just, I think I know I can, I can say, all right, they're gone. The mildew is like, man, it's hard to be like, oh. That's gone for sure. <laughs> like you so can't because you can't even really we... see it uh, as far as in the spore form. It's so small I can't even. See, if I can't see it, I don't even know if it's real. Right? We got to get you. I want some UVC, man. We need some UVC in the house, man. I bet you can do something with UV light to get rid of powdery mildew. Um, but yeah, from your picture, UVC man, monk, it looks like you're into bloom for sure. I don't know how far in. Um, by the size of your flower, I'm assuming not super far in. I am okay to do some different types of sprays to control mites, even in the whole first month of flowering. And sometimes there's cool products that are coming out. I just try to watch them for like, I'll open up a bottle and people are like, yeah, you can use this in week seven. I'm like, great, but it smells straight up like lemon essential oil. Um, right. I don't know if I want that on my flowers. So you got to be a little careful with it. I know people have had success with green cleaner. Uh, I, I have used it though. I say, be careful, man. I used it at full strength and I got, I got some burn. 
So it's always good to try things a little bit on a plant in certain areas. Uh, oh, yeah. They always tell you to do that. They do. And people get carried away and they don't. They're like, oh, another day they're going to live. <laughs> but uh, as well as, you know, after you get them under control, the thing I'm, you know, part of my IPM is overgrow from optic foliar. Uh, I'm not using it as, oh, I have mites. Let's spray overgrow everywhere. I'm using it as I use this once a week because it really helps. You know, if you get two mites, you know, having a party on your leaf and then they get hit with something that's not that invasive, takes care of them. But when you wait till you get like the full on riot, then you got to bring in the riot police, right? There's my analogy. Well, like, then there's just, there's so many eggs at the Yeah, that point, that's man. gross. You know, Ugh, gives me the heebie jeebies, if you will. Yeah, there's just so much, you know, and then it's just like, okay, well, I hit 99% of them. Well, if you hit 99% of, you know, of 100, there's one left. If you hit 99% of a million, I'm not going to do the math. I could if I wanted to, but there's a lot <laughs> left, all right? <laughs> no. You know what I mean? There's thousands left, man. So it's, uh, yeah, you just it's, it just becomes a numbers game. That's why they a lot of times you just you pure just water. You want to knock them down with. You can knock uh, uh, mites down uh, with just water. You know, so it's it's not hard to control them. Uh, I would try. Man, I really like the idea. I'm thinking of this uh, bumper sticker I saw. There is no resistance to being eaten. Talking about beneficial predators, because in like commercial ag, you know, it's really easy to uh, to build up resistances to things, as to where the spider mites just don't give a shit anymore. And you know, they they just have had that many generations of of low low doses. They've been able to build a resistance. Well, uh, man, beneficial predators, man, they eat them. You know, they just eat the mites. So I, I love that idea. Um, I would give that a shot. Prosimilids are really good for um, if you have, I think it's right around, I think they need like right around 60% humidity, though, is the only thing with them. Check yeah, you got to check your environment. Some of them are, yeah. have, have more of a, you know, variable of accepting a wider range of humidity and temp than others. Yeah, make Yo, it. I don't have any problem with ladybugs. I go buy a bunch of ladybugs every now and again, get a wild hair up my ass, and those things are awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, I, we'll find dead ladybugs for a That's little while. That's how it rolls. But. You know, Mrs. Reel's like, what are you going to do? I got a wild hair up my ass. I'm going to buy ladybugs right now. <laughs> That's right, man. Or a motorcycle. I'll come <laughs> home with one of the two. No, it's a good point. Uh, ladybugs <laughs> do a good job. You got to clean them up a little bit after they... Uh, you know, die off and whatever. But I've seen them straight, you know, go for the kill. Like, you can, you know, if you have enough spider mites where you can see them, they will they will munch and they will go hard on them. But you will have oh, a few. Oh, it's like the movie Machete, man. <laughs> when you're trimming and when you're cleaning up, they'll get here and there and inside your garden. And like we said, it's kind of hard to explain to your girlfriend that's visiting while you're having a romantic Friday evening watching movies. She's like, why is that the sixth ladybug I've seen fly through the living room? Like, oh, yeah. They're, they're just... good luck. Okay? It's a symbol of love. <laughs> exactly. You got to make something up like that. That is perfect. <laughs> they know. Thank you very much. They know it's meant to be. All right. It's a sign, baby. It's a sign. So let's see here. Let's hit Scotty one more. We have four more, but that'll leave three to throw some grow talk over under what's growing on. How about that? Deal. Deal. Let's do it. You know, I like to talk grow. Well, you know, we got the show out a little bit late today for you guys. I'm not going to lie. I do got to get some uh, some pizzas going, some food going, and uh, some other hanging out type of things. Is that what things. you got? You, you got pizzas for dinner, man? I got the, the pre-made sad rotisserie chicken. I went. I haven't gotten in a long time. I got the Papa Murphy take and bake stuff. 
So my kids are a little uppity. They're like, don't get the frozen pizza. You know, <laughs> are you ordering it? Man, my my kid loves Domino's. And I'm just like, dude, you don't understand how many things are wrong with that. Okay? <laughs> yes, yes. Goes, we, against, goes against every grain of my being. And she are, gets us to order that. Are we going to do the pizza thing. podcast? I heard Papa, I heard, uh, Papa Murphy or no, not Papa Murphy. Papa John. Yeah, there we go. I heard he's trying. Because he has the commercial, better ingredients, better blah, 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 and people started calling it out. He had to prove that stuff. So anyway, let's oh, hit one man. more grow question. I just got, I'm sorry, but there was the best meme one time. I have it on my wall in one of my, one of my grows. It just says, Papa John's fresh frozen pizza face. <laughs> and it's awesome because <laughs> that guy looks like he gets Botox injections every week. A little bit. His face doesn't move anymore. All right. We got a monster cropping question from Sonoma Gold. Deal, I looked man, at deal. Costa Mesa Steve's post on monster cropping, but still wanted some advice from anyone who uses this technique, which I don't. I don't believe okay, you do. You, what monster cropping is, if I remember right, I don't remember the details of it, but what are you doing? You're flowering your clones or something like that? You're doing, oh no, you're cloning from flowering plants is what it is. And then when they come back, they come back all frankenplantish but with a tremendous amount of foliage. So it's really, really interesting. Really scary to me. But it's it's called Franken-cropping, right? Well, monster Franken. Oh, oh, monster cropping. Sorry. Goes, uh, I I took the cuts about 10 days into flowering off outdoor plants, uh, some blue dreams, some afternoon delight, which is earlier than most posts I'm seeing recommended. Yeah. I am 10 yeah, days in and have not yeah. rooted yet. So 10 days after he took his cuts, no roots. But the cuts are still looking healthy and have not drooped or started fading to yellow. I'm treating these as I do most cuts from vegging donors and would like to know if I should change anything um, of faster or more successful rooting. Currently, uh, I am in gold, oh, golden, Grodan cubes. That's like your Rockwell little cubes. 74 uh-huh. to 80 degrees. Sounds good. In a dome. Keep your humidity tight. Great. CO2 enrichment manually in the morning and in the evening. Giving them a little probably off his rag or something. It's misting daily. Giving them some heavy breathing. <laughs> Mist. That works too. Misting daily with a very, very diluted compost tea. I'm okay Ooh, with that. I like that. little soil soup. Very, very diluted. You don't want to be feeding them too much while they're trying to root. You want them to know they're out of food and they need to send roots. Um, and he's used a, a butraic a, a IBA, basically. Uh, that's that's the. Oh, rooting. it's like an endobutrolic acid, man. Yeah, it's rooting powder. Do you have the blue goo? This is my routine for clones, and I have uh, close to 100% success. But I usually see some rooting at 10 days. <clears throat> now I'm seeing nothing. So, All right. Well, you know what? That's probably a good sign then, because what happens? The monster crops, uh, the monster crop. You're supposed to take them in cloning a little bit when when they're. I'm sorry. When they're. I'm sorry about that. You take them when they're in flowering, rather. And I think they're supposed to be already showing signs of being a bud. So you're basically cloning a bud, and it takes a long time for these things to root, man. Like weeks, and they just sit there. And it's because the hormones are. You know, the hormones aren't. 
They're not prepared. It's not making the correct hormones to root. It's making the correct hormones to flower. So you're totally making it reset and tricking it and, and screwing it all up. But uh, it does. you might be on the right track. I thought maybe you were taking them a little bit early at 10 days because we all know 10 days in the flower, it's not showing much sign. You, know, you might be showing just the earliest signs of flowering. But if, it's not, if you're not seeing the... You know, what, what you normally see when you clone from veg, meaning, you know, 10 days fast roots, then the hormones probably like it, man. I did changing. this with Island Sweet Skunk when I was last trying to, it's like, oh, I'm going to I don't it. like it either, I man. took I it, mean, I took a, seven days in. I think it was seven or eight. I'm like, I can do that. Right. I got it. You know, I've done it before, seven or eight. And those plants just started throwing funky leaves, sets of three leaves yep. instead of five. Like they and that was like, oh, they're gonna kick out of it, and they didn't want to kick out of it, man. They just kept looking like crap, and I did like what you know. My wife laughs about. I put them out to die, you know. You just put them out to die. Hey, Stop watering. All right, them. I'm, it's easier in the winter. They die overnight. I'm making the analogy though, man. Go fucking give a kid a bunch of weird hormones when they're growing up. You know what I mean? Go give a seven-year-old or an eight-year-old a bunch of weird hormones, man. You know, start fucking with their hormones. Um, they're going to be fucked for a long time, man. Maybe for life, no? Yeah, not good. You know, while they're growing. No, I totally, I, I totally agree. Definitely. Yeah, uh, I would think that. Yeah, I would really think that. So, yeah, I would. I, I just know that it's a hormonal thing that's going on. It's, it's changing the, uh, uh, you know, to, to the flowering, and it's changing the flowering hormones. So, it's definitely a trick. Um, I've definitely seen people have success with it like it's not you know you don't get junk out of it you get these freakishly weird heavy yielding plants but it's i don't know it's not for me anyway but you know it's definitely a cool experiment <laughs> well let me give you guys if you want to Every, hang everybody out everybody should monster crop once bro if you want to hang out wednesday before we put it in the bag i'm gonna cook kick over three of these grow talk questions but we also have uh uh we'll uh, a couple of titles well social media footprint get you busted talking weed online we're going to talk about that uh organic cool. potassium silk organic potassium silicate as well as uh for just for scotty how to flush the real hempy system um some can fan sizing as well as just a bunch of what's going on some grow hacks Ooh, a good one here i'm seeing talking about employers and tokers out in colorado how are employers looking at this stuff so a lot of interesting things coming up. If you don't know about what's going on, that's the show where we just hang out and really uh, we're all over the board. It's probably our most, our, our least regulated show as far as our, how often we really look at the format. Man, it's interesting what's going on out here in Colorado. So we just try, we, we, we talk about it so much, man. We said, this is the podcast. This is, this is it right here. Yeah. But man, like I was talking to my buddy in Florida, just about what he's a great grower, man. He's a smart pot, you know, and the, the guy that uh, did the fabric pots, man. So I was, uh, man, what do you think? What's going to go on? They're going to do medical in Florida. And dude, just to, we'll talk about it Wednesday, but just to hear the different perspectives that, that they're pushing down there. It's, it's like two different countries. It is. I mean, <laughs> We are, to a degree, like different countries, you know, when you look at how small Europe is, I shouldn't say how small, but how, you know, here. I understand, yeah, it's like a bunch of different states, basically. Yeah. The size of, most of those countries are the size of our states. But other than, you know, the common language and typically common, I know if I need to go get this here, I can do this and I understand how this works. Uh, a lot, like you said, a lot of different 
uh, ideals going around and viewing what's going on. But that's another show, man. That's what's growing on. So, All right. Save yeah. it. Put it in your pocket for later. Take it easy. It's getting a little late on our Monday, so enjoy when you hear this as uh, well as hang out Wednesday, Friday, this week in cannabis. And we will, uh, that's about it, man. I'm going to put it in the bag, I think. I don't know if I'm forgetting anything. Are you forgetting anything? I say do yes. not think so, dude. I will uh, see you Wednesday, actually. We're going to be recording uh, recording a is, bunch of video Wednesday. This is correct. So, we will be. Yeah, so I'm actually looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely thinking this is going somewhere, dude. Digging this video. Grow Guru has been killing it with, uh, what have we been doing? We've been doing, doing a little practice sessions, man, <laughs> so. It'll be good to see you on Wednesday, brother. Until that time, take her easy. Stay high, my friends. <laughs> I'm about to.
Night Cut. 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 Night C